Welcome to the Ross Weekly. I am Eric Hoffenbeck, and I am super excited to be joined today by Thomas Krauss, the VP of Events for Out for Business. Welcome, Thomas. We're excited to chat more about the coming out week coming out. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, this is the Ross Weekly, as I mentioned, and this is our uh, weekly concept where listeners can expect to hear what's happening on campus for the upcoming week, hear a story or two from current MBA students to hear what days in the life are like, um, and really just keep folks up to date about all the goings on on campus and in Ann Arbor. So before we get to coming out week, I wanted to highlight a few other exciting happenings on campus. Um, I'm a big football fan and Michigan football won again yesterday, 4-0. Uh, super excited to see the boys in blue are playing well with their first big test against Wisconsin next week, though. Um, we'll see how it is. Homecoming yesterday, too. It brought a lot of alumni. Thomas, did you see any alumni on campus? Oh, I school? saw a lot of alumni on campus, particularly uh graduate uh, grads from Out for Business. So it was exciting to see them. Yeah, it was awesome. And of course, we were talking before recording that, you know, last year being so weird, nice to see some alumni back and in, in full flesh, you could say, uh, <laughs> and good to see Ann Arbor packed again. Um, but a few things coming up um, on Monday, we, there's the kickoff to the Gender Lens Investment Focus Program to learn the basics of venture capital, uh, how to create an investment thesis and how to approach venture through a gender lens. That's from 5 to 6.15 at Ross on Monday evening before coming out week kicks off, which we'll hear more later. Um, we've got a couple of recruiting panels for retail and luxury goods, as well as careers and food coming up on Tuesday. On Thursday is the showcase event for coming out week, but I won't spoil the secret. Uh, Friday, we've got a lot of great events, the NBA one versus NBA two soccer game on Elbel field, the intramural field at 12 PM should be a fun competition. Uh, I think students can head on out to cheer on, but the game itself has been, uh, the rosters are set. So no <laughs> one else can play yet. Um, another really exciting event kicking off on Friday is the inaugural Henrietta Lacks health equity case competition. Uh, and Thomas, I know, you know, a few folks who really helped spearhead this and put it together. Yeah, I just want to shout out my classmates and colleagues, Brittany Banks and Nick Brody for spearheading this initiative. Brittany's been just so excited about it. She's called it her baby. They've got, you know, over like, I think 50 teams from like maybe 10 different countries from the London School of Economics. I mean, it's just Yale School of Management. Just, it's amazing to see how much support is interest and in, interest in uh, health equity and healthcare disparities. As as someone who's in the healthcare and life sciences club, like I'm just enamored and in awe that they that they brought this together. Yeah, I mean, it was really an impressive effort. And um, being the inaugural conference, you always wonder how much interest you'll find. And clearly, they found interest far and wide. Um, and as Thomas mentioned, it's, you know, teams coming together to find innovative solutions to address pervasive health disparities in areas such as health coverage, chronic health conditions, mental health, and mortality in underserved populations. So really excited. That runs Friday at five until Saturday around 6 p.m. So uh, sort of a sprint, but really exciting effort led by Ross students. Um, and then more on the fun side, uh, to close out the week on Friday, Maze and Brew, as well as the Gourmet Club, is hosting Oktoberfest. Uh, 
good old celebration with German cuisine, German beer, and hopefully some Lederhosen. Um, I do own a pair of Lederhosen, but sadly cannot make the event, uh, much to my disappointment. Um, I just got to shout out my classmates, uh, Dan Mendelssohn and Yvonne Russo for organizing that on behalf of the Gourmet Club. Just always excited to see what my classmates are, are going to come up with to help build community at Ross. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's been a big lift, but I know it's, it's going to be worth it. Um, and then finally, on Sunday, we've got another annual Ross tradition returning in person. It's the Taste of Ross, hosted by the Michigan Business Social Association, um, taking place at Burns Park uh, from four to seven, a fantastic gathering of cuisines, culture, drinks from all the different clubs at Ross. Um, we have nearly 400 people signed up to attend, which is really exciting. Um, and for me, I'm just excited to see all these traditions coming back and, and making sure that as we're hopefully continuing to come out of the pandemic, these traditions that were started well before our time will continue on well after we leave. All right, but now the main event, and I'm so excited to dive into this with you, Thomas. Um, we are so thrilled to talk about coming out week, which officially kicks off tomorrow. But before we get to coming out week, I want to hear about Thomas Krauss. Um, can you give us, as the CDO calls your odyssey, doesn't have to be your specific odyssey, but what's your pre-ROS background and internship, if you'd like to share? And then um, how did you get involved with OFB when you did get to campus? Sure, happy to share that. Um, so I'm from New Orleans and I've been interested in healthcare uh, ever since I could remember. I come from a family of clinicians and administrators, um, but really what drove my passion for healthcare has been managing a healthcare condition that affects about 1% of the population. Um, I studied undergrad at Tulane University. Uh, I studied psychology with an interest and worked at a research lab with the plan to go to medical school and become a psychiatrist, um, but ultimately realized that that wasn't the best path for me. Um, still trying to, wanting to have a, a social impact in the world and positively improve other people's lives. I signed up for AmeriCorps and served two terms. I worked as a development associate at Moreland's Area Habitat for Humanity and as a fifth grade science teacher. And what's really interesting about these experiences is that I lived on Medicaid and I had to navigate a really complex fragmented system to receive care and medications. But, you know, I you know, identify as a white cisgender male and I have a, you know, a, a, like I have the resources and knowledge to figure it out, but I realized that like, I can only imagine if, if this is complicated for me, I can only imagine what it's like for the general population. So um, I threw through the board uh, at Habitat Humanity, I was introduced to a law firm that needed a medical malpractice paralegal. And like, I jumped at the opportunity to learn more about the industry. Um, I spoke with executives and with leaders at startups, some people at advocacy and started volunteering at a hospital and realized that the healthcare industry was the right one for me um, and that I wanted to make it an impact, but more at an indirect level. Mm -hmm. So I, I also realized like, wait, I don't have a, 
solid business acumen. If you ask me what's the difference between an income statement and a balance statement, uh, don't really know. Um, and I didn't have like a firm grasp on how the different players in the healthcare system. So I decided to apply to the University of Michigan. I'm a member, a proud member of four different schools here, the Ross School of Business, the School of Information, School of Public Health, and the School of Medicine's Learning Health Systems. Oh, wow. And I take classes in all of those to eventually obtain a Master's of Business Administration and Master's of Health Informatics wow. uh, with concentrations in healthcare management and data analytics. And so what I've been able to do at UM, I worked one internship. I was an intern at a biotech accelerator in nice. New Orleans. And this past summer, I interned at a consulting firm working for a med tech CPG client. Wow. Um, afterwards, I'm looking to consult again or to work in the healthcare space to obtain the triple uh, aim of health, which is to improve healthcare outcomes, to increase access, and to decrease costs. Wow. That is, in, number one, impressive background, and also something that highlights something I love about Ross is that I've been getting to know Thomas recently, and that doesn't come off the page because you don't lead with that. But then once you get to ask the question, you get to find out the amazing backgrounds that people have, but their their beginnings are, you know, very human, very humble. So thank you for sharing uh, your impressive background. Also, definitely thinking of New Orleans these days after Hurricane Ida, um, and I'm sure you know many people affected by that. Yeah, um, we were blessed this time. Hurricane Katrina gave us 10 feet of water, and I was fortunate to escape that time. Um, and my family got little damage this time, like we have holes in our roof. But um, just have heard a lot of stories from my friends about their their damages. But you know, I just I remember Mr. Rogers. He said, you know, when there's ever trouble, look for the helpers. Yeah. And I'm just in awe at everybody who has continually reached out to New Orleans again and help us get back on track to recovery. Definitely, I completely agree. And. Uh... I also uh, watched Mr. Rogers as a kid and that sort of that I feel like being on the coming out the anniversary of 9-11 as well. Um, that has been really in the forefront of my mind also. Um, but let's talk about um, Out for Business. Um, how did you first get involved with Out for Business when you got to campus? Yeah, so first of all, just a, a little bit more background about me. Um, <laughs> I came out when I was 16, um, struggled with it. And um, as I got older, I realized that one, I didn't really like the bar scene that much. I heard the same stories again and again. And uh, I felt kind of like I was in Neverlands, like where young men didn't actually grow up to become <laughs> men. So I realized that the community needed an outlet to form bonds and friendships. And I realized that, um, that men tend to do this by doing an activity and together, a friend of mine said, Hey, you know, I visited this rugby group in Atlanta. I really want to make one here. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. Um, and he's like, well, I don't know how to do like the business side. Um, and I was like, well, you know, 
know, I have resources at the law firm. I can figure out how to get us nonprofit tax status, raise sponsorships. I've got some funding in that. So uh, eventually we created the first gay and inclusive rugby team in Louisiana, the Crescent City Rougarou, and became a member of the International Gay Rugby League with teams from France, South Africa, to Sydney, Australia, Germany, um, all around, even China actually. Wow. So that's extremely exciting. Um, yeah. And I realized that I wanted to still build and form community within the queer community at Ross. Mm -hmm. um, and my first um, introduction to that was coming out week. Um, I applied to be a speaker uh, to share my coming out story at OutX. And it was there that I met the former VP of events, the, the grand unicorn queen himself, Dustin Hubergeist, who's now since graduated and left me uh, really big stilettos to fill. <laughs> um, like last year's coming out week and out X, like we had, I think more than a thousand participants in a virtual world. So huge shout out to Dustin, just quite uh, the amazing person. Mm -hmm. um, and then later, um, Dustin convinced me to uh, apply for the director of events role to kind of be his apprentice. Um, and I saw that as a opportunity to really work on how to uh, project, Ted's project management and also finances, because, you know, we may think that the finance person controls the power of the purse, but I, I got to say that I think I do. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, I'm very grateful to be a part of the board and to still uh, provide opportunities for people to come together and, and build community. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. I know I tuned in virtually last year. I mean, that is an incredible number of participants. Um, and I know that there are lots of folks excited for the events this year, especially uh, as folks are more excited for some in-person events. Um, but sort of... Uh, you know, as we were sharing our consulting stories from the summer, taking a step back, uh, <laughs> what is what is the goal or or the purpose of coming out week, um, and and really the the vision behind it? Sure. Um, so, just for context for our listeners, uh, Ross Coming Out Week is a series of week long events that engage the Ross School of Business and the larger University of Michigan community on LGBTQ history the adversities we've overcome and our hope for a better future. And like you said, that it's gonna be taking this place, uh, this, this week, uh, September 27th through the 30th. Um, this week explores a variety of topics. So we, we talk about the, like the historical fight for, for queer rights. We talk about our intersectional identities, allyship in the workplace um, and other LGBTQ issues. And it's our culminating event is, is OutX, which is a celebration of the queer community um, where students from the Ross School of Business and community members from Ann Arbor and even national members uh, share their coming out stories. And just as a, just a point of context, like at the heart of a person's coming out story is, is their individual truth. And we use this as, as a way to grow and deepen compassion for the LGBTQ community and the, the challenges that we, we've faced. So 
the objective this year, and I think probably for every year, but particularly this year with uh, the call to action from our other affinity clubs is for students to explore their intersectional identities, to develop a sense of compassion and understanding and, and connection with people who might be othered, mm -hmm. um, and to take action steps uh, to continue on their uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion journey. Nice. Yeah, and I, I think you're spot on in that. Um, that has been, I think, certainly a call to action for a while, um, but has really become more and more, ev I feel like, a more intense call to action ever since last summer. Um, and I think that's sort of spread across the, the Ross community. So um, I think it's wonderful to hear that that's part of the objective for this year is making sure to be focused on some of those action items or action steps, I guess we should be taking. Um, I'd love to hear, you, you mentioned that that's sort of the focus. What is, uh, can you talk about the theme a bit and, and how the theme of the week came to be? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, so I've been going on my own diversity, equity and inclusion journey. And a part of that, I, you know, I had a lot of time, I wouldn't say a lot of time, but I had time uh, during the end of uh, MAP, our multi-action uh, project, multidisciplinary action project. Um, I worked with Amazon Fresh, but, but I did have time to like kind of recoup and gather my thoughts and go on my own DI journey and started watching um, Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu this uh, this past spring. And from that piece, which actually is written by a UM alumna, Celeste Ng, oh, wow. um, uh, I chose the theme, We Find a Way. And this theme encourages uh, all of us to examine the parts that scare us, to learn to accept and to address them, and to find a way to authentically express ourselves while we're having respect for other people. So I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about the, the scene that that happens um, where I, I got this theme. Um, so after a tumultuous day of school, Izzy, a high school student who is struggling with revealing her identity um, and that she perhaps identifies as, as a lesbian, she explains to Mia, and an, uh, an artist and renter of her mother's apartment that her mom wants her to be a straight acting Barbie and, and schoolmates who bully her for acting different, that all she sees is the sky and horizon and wonders how long she'll have to swim. Mm. In response, unapologetic, authentic Mia reveals that the day a famous photo of her was taken of her was the same day that she realized the person who loved her loved her back. And Izzy asks, who was he? Mia responds, she, Pauline. After a period of dug found silence, Mia responds, Izzy, we all have parts that scare us, parts we are afraid to look at, parts that we run from because we're too scared to look at them, but we can't not look at them and we can't not, not say it. If we cannot say it with words, we're artists, we find another way. And there is always another way. You won't swim forever, I promise. 
So in, in this, what I related to is that like, I was a swimmer in, in high school and I came out and I wasn't really positively received by my classmates and I ended up quitting swimming, but I still felt like I had to swim and just kind of stay afloat during school. Um, and I had to kind of examine things then, and I'm still examining things that, that scare me that I don't want to look at. I think that part of it is that I look at kind of the environment and the context that I was raised. Uh, New Orleans is kind of a, I think, a very segregated city. Um, and that, you know, I didn't have a lot of diversity in, in schools that I went to. And just coming to the University of Michigan, like I've worked with Chinese students from Wuhan on uh, spring break projects. I've worked with students of different identities, different backgrounds, and then to kind of understand, you know, one from a business perspective, you come in, you form the team, you have, you, uh, you storm a little bit, there's some like controversy, then you norm, you set the expectations, and then you perform, right? So things that we learn about an MO, uh, sorry, not MO, uh, leading people and organizations. Yeah. MO is the, 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 the section, the, the department that it's in. Yeah. Um, and just kind of understanding, like, yes, from a business perspective, what will it take to achieve the, the goal that we achieve, that we set out to achieve, but also like really pushing myself to understand people as people, that human aspect. Um, and I think that that's what I want people to get out of this experience is that they see more of the similarities than the differences in their classmates and they begin to start to have a conversation with them through that moment through different moments through the week or where people share their coming out stories and then kind of pick up that conversation afterwards in a more one-to-one -one manner hmm. wow that is for one i think the theme is uh, it's very spot on. It's spectacular. Also, thanks for being so vulnerable with me, with our listeners about your background and your story, because um, I think that vulnerability is something that encourages others to also showcase that vulnerability. And so uh, your willingness to do so here is really appreciated. So thank you for uh, being willing to do so. Um, and also you mentioned something about so what people get out of the week and appreciating both our similarities and differences, and also appreciating each person's uh, set of identities that they carry um, and understanding that that is what makes people who they are and learning more about why those identities are what they are for them is so important and something that at least I've really loved being in a place like Michigan. I'm, I'm with you that this has become one of the more diverse places I've been in my life too. So it's, it's one of the best parts about being with this community. Um, as we think about the events, so I teased them out earlier, but we haven't actually announced them yet. Um, can you share what the events are? And of course, we, we've heard briefly about OutX, but I know OutX is, is sort of a culminating event. Um, so what I'll, and you can go as much or as little detail as you want, but, um, what are the exciting events we have coming up this week? So I, 
I think that it's important to start with what's ha- what happened yesterday. Um, yesterday yeah. we had an event called Out for Bus. So for I didn't know that this was a tradition, but they have at Ross this uh, giant bus uh, <laughs> that we set up. Um, and we tailgate at before games and it's a great way to kind of mix and mingle with other MBA students and um, Out for Business uh, was the headline sponsor and we had um, the Hispanic Students Business Association and the Asian American Business Association sponsor with us Um, and (laughs) We, uh, since we can kind of talk unfiltered here, OFB made about like 600 uh, jello shots in rainbow colors. We had music by queer, uh, BIPOC and allied artists and a lot of dancing. Um, and I think that just like was a great way to set the tone of, uh, well, in a way what brings people together more than beer and jello shots, but also dancing and uh, conversation. Um, but in speaking about intersectional identities and kind of understanding which each of us brings from our past and wants to talk about going forward, on Monday, uh, we have a really exciting event called Art Intersecting Selves, Diversity, Identity, Equity, and Inclusion with Carlos Andres Gomez. Um, Carlos is a former public school teacher and social worker turned award-winning performer and best-selling author. So in this interactive session, we explore how our intersectioning social identities impact how each of us experience the world using history, intersectionality, and personal experience as frames for discussion, participants will collectively explore legacies of structural inequity and the unlearned privilege and access that accompany it. Moreover, we will investigate the ways in which some identities enables to wield unearned structural power while others simultaneously make us susceptible to systematic and interpersonal discrimination. So Eric, what, what I wanted, the vision for this event is that, you know, with the theme, we, we find a way and by in finding a way, we first have to look at it, examine ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So as students come to this event, it's going to be interactive, it's going to be engaging. Um, and I, my takeaway, or I hope the takeaway for students is that they begin to realize how different identities impact how they perceive reality and how it it brings kind of privilege to some, uh, not privilege to others, and that it makes us susceptible to to discrimination. Mm -hmm. Um, Another event that we have coming up on Wednesday is exploring identity through art with Plucky Comics and the Hispanic Business Students Association. So I got a shout out, um, Danny, well, Daniela, Danny, Gennaro, and Nathan Alston, who are students at the University of Michigan. And Nathan is on the board of Out for Business. Uh, and they created Plucky Comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a social enterprise that uses um, comic books as a way of educating 
students on the queer and BIPOC, BIPOC communities that they would not have heard of normally because the educational material is not there. Hmm. And what's interesting is that Nathan uh, was involved in the artistic community prior to Ross and Danny was a teacher. So their combined skill sets really makes this like an attractive, appealing um, product and service that they're providing to educators. So in this uh, session, um, what Nathan wants to talk about is that comics have traditionally been an artistic medium that is considered simple or childish. But over the years and with increasing popularity of Marvel and, and DC, comics have be grown to become a respected uh, as a true artistic achievement. From Black Panther to Fun Home, comics allow us to step into the minds of the protagonists through beautiful and engaging images that complement written words. At this event, we will take a wide view of the art that has impacted who we are and start to think about the role that comics can play and the continued exploration of our identity. We'll provide some images of our favorite comics and walk you through creating your own. So we're also probably gonna have some tapas there, maybe some vino, uh, music, just a way to chill and get to know your, your classmates in a, like, a very relaxed atmosphere. Fun. And I know the, uh, the shirts for the week also feature plucking comics, correct? Yes, we have a limited edition uh, out uh, and plucky comics because we wanted to celebrate our, our connection and passion with them. And we're really excited to sell them this week. And what, what's great about this is that all proceeds, so you know, whatever profits we make from these shirts go directly to our community partners, Ozone House and Plucky Comics so they can drive forward their missions. Amazing. That is awesome. Um, um, sorry, I cut you off in the middle just before I think you're going to chat about OutX. That's okay. So uh, OutX. Um, and this, so what is OutX? Uh, OutX is a celebration of the queer community in which students from the Ross School of Business and community members from Ann Arbor and beyond share their coming out stories. And keeping with this year's theme, we find a way we'll hear how each storyteller examined aspects that scared them and then found a way to creatively and authentically express themselves. So uh, I was able to share my coming out story last year at OutX and one student, um, who is a current, you know, one student, a current MBA now, uh, Abilash, Abilash told me that he saw me and he's like, that's really inspiring. I want to do that. And so he is one of our speakers. We have another one, Michael O'Gorman. Michael uh, was a public school teacher and he's going to share the reason why he decided to come out to his students after the Pulse shootings. Wow. Um, and then we have Lisa Hahn and Lisa is also on the board of OFB and she's been incredible to get to know over the years, just a really standout individual who I like to say is a badass woman. Uh, we have a community member, uh, Pedro's uh, Cor Coracides, 
who serves as a project manager at Michigan Medicine and mm -hmm. its Office of Patient Experience, and also works as an advisor to Out for Business. Um, Pedro is amazing. We've been texting back and forth about uh, his coming out story and just also uh, what's been going on in his life and getting to know him as an individual and his getting to know me is just another person that happens to be putting on this event. Yeah. And we have a keynote speaker who is Dr. Rachel Levine. And so why is this important? Who is Dr. Rachel Levine? So she serves as the Assistant Secretary of Health at the US Department of Health and Human Services and is the first openly transgender federal official to be confirmed by the Senate. What I think is incredible about this is that, you know, at one point um, there was a paper that was published by the US Congress that said, you know, homosexuals and other perverts should not be uh, in the federal government. And then later, I think it was Eisen either Eisenhower or Truman that passed an executive order that barred us from federal service. Um, and now we have, you know, someone who will, you know, impact how people receive care, who can receive care, and what legislation will be um, enforced. And I think that this is just in simply incredible, and we're so blessed and so lucky to have her. Yeah, I mean, what an all-star lineup. Of course, I mean, incredible guest keynotes, but also the students. I mean, those are, these are the kinds of stories that we come to experience. Um, so that is going to be phenomenal. And in person at Robertson Auditorium, you get the energy of the audience. I can only imagine what that's going to be like. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I can only imagine too. I had to do mine virtually last <laughs> too, but uh, it's, it's going to be spectacular. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for sharing all that. And then you mentioned is Sunday, is, is that just your, your closing out brunch for um, the yeah, board? Yeah, so this is a, a members only out for business brunch. Uh, we are going to have uh, all expenses paid meal for our members to celebrate uh, at Venology um, with a, a couple of appetizers, main meal, and then you know celebratory mimosas. Um, and, and just a way for us to kind of debrief and, and talk about, you know, what went right, what were, you know, what could be improved and, you know, what might we do different next year. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. I can't, I can't wait to, to do all these things that I, I plan to do. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, it is going to be in such an exciting week of events. Um, and maybe my last question for you is, you know, for those prospective students listening, um, you know, are a pretty core part of our audience. Um, is there any takeaways you'd like to share with, with them about either coming out week or out for business or the, uh, what you try to do on campus for fostering a spirit of both certainly diversity, equity, and inclusion, but also a platform for the LGBTQ community to really feel empowered and welcomed just as much as every other club on campus? Yeah, so in typical consulting fashion, I'm going to try to structure my thoughts and put them into buckets. Love it. Love it. So the first one I would say is reach out. You know, we have 
OFB members, you can find us on our, our website. Just, you know, search for Out for Business UMish and, um, you know, reach out to any of us that you think would share a common interest with you. You can reach out to me, T-K-R-O-U-S-E at umish.edu. And we can talk about, you know, why Ross, why you're interested, what, what does OFB do? Um, we're happy to talk with you. Second of all, I would say regarding the week's events itself, I would ask for you to look at YouTube and to Google Thomas Krauss or Lisa Hahn or Tamaya Good, uh, or in general, just out for business coming out week. And you will find last year's recorded uh, stories and along with a risky business, uh, uh, risky business is our student band uh, and you'll find songs by them to kind of get a understanding of what this week looks like. Um, and then third, I would encourage you to continue on your own diversity, equity and inclusion journey. So what does that look like? That looks like, hey, I'm gonna watch um, Love, Victor or Pose on a streaming service. I'm going to read a, a book such as um, How to Be an Anti-Racist or I'm gonna take out someone to coffee uh, who is different from me in terms of like gender identity, sexual orientation, and not only talk to them about their career goals, but like who they are as a person, what are their hobbies, what do they read, what movies have they seen, and really try to find like common ground. My push for everyone this week is to see the similarities and not the differences. That is amazing. And thank you for structuring your thoughts because it's a helpful way for the listeners to understand the steps they can take. Uh, key skills learned in consulting internships over the summer. Absolutely. I uh, cherish my time there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much, Thomas. This has been so fun, uh, not only to hear more about your story, but hear all about the events coming up for Coming Out Week. Um, for those Ross students, I encourage you to check out every one of them. Signups are on campus groups. Um, should be an amazing time. And um, this has been another great episode of Business Beyond Usual and the Ross Weekly, produced by the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. And forever and always, Go, go Blue! blue!